Today's episode is brought to you by Fretboard Biology, the comprehensive online guitar course put together by Joe Elliott. Now, Joe is not only a fantastic guitar player, he draws on his years of experience as the ex-head of guitar at the Guitar Institute of Technology and also at the McNally Smith Music College. Here's a few words from Joe about the course. You're tired of wading through hundreds of random guitar videos and just want to become a better player. Fretboard Biology is your answer. Fretboard Biology is a self-paced, college-level program that will give you the right instruction, in the right amounts, and in the right order. You'll learn the same information I taught to thousands of other guitar players over 30 years of teaching in top music colleges. If you want to make real progress with your guitar playing, then sign up for a free 7-day trial at fretboardbiology.com. Hi there, you are listening to the Guitar Speak podcast. My name is Matt Wakeling and I am your host. This is the show that I produce in Sydney, Australia. And since 2016, I've been interviewing leading guitarists and guitar figures from all around the world. We also host the iconic Roundtable series here at the Guitar Speak podcast. Today, in episode number 212, I'm speaking to guitarists Adam Roach and Phoenix van der Weyden. They've collaborated for a fantastic new album called The Mission. Now, before we get to the interview, I got a really great email from a listener, Tim Riley, and uh, Tim agreed to let me share this with you. He wrote, Hey Matt, quick hello, but I've been listening for ages. The Fender and Gibson Oddball podcasts prompted me to write, they were great. I'm based in Sydney and love the pod. All the best, mate. Love your work. Regards, Tim Riley. Tim, thank you so much. It was so nice to get your message. And uh, yeah, Tim and I emailed back and forth a little and, and Tim gave a shout out to for Brearley Pickups and Tompkins Guitars. I didn't know Alan Tompkins was still making stuff. That's awesome. Tim, thanks heaps for your note. I really appreciate it. All right, on to our conversation with Adam Roach and Phoenix van der Weyden. Phoenix is from Brazil. Adam is from Australia, from Melbourne, to be more precise. I've known Adam for a few years now. He is the host of the Become a Guitarist Today podcast, a really great show. And Adam is such a community builder, does lots of collabs, lots of working together with other podcasters and content creators for that matter. So an album like this was no surprise. Phoenix is a monster player. Uh, as is Adam, and between them they've put together a great record. There are also some amazing guests on the record, people like Neely Brosh, Jennifer Batten, Brett Garson, just to name a couple, so we talk about that too. Now Adam and Phoenix have very kindly allowed me to play some excerpts of the album throughout the interview to get a a taste of what's going on there. Here's our first part of a track I'm going to show you, and then we'll get into the interview. This track's called No More Room For Mistakes.
Phoenix van der Weyden and Adam Roach. Welcome to the Guitar Speak podcast. Thank you. Great. Good to see you again, mate. Yeah, you too, you too. So Adam, you and I have known each other for a few years. We've done a, a few um, shows together and, and connected a bit. And Phoenix, this is my first time to meet Phoenix, which is awesome as well. Um, so yeah, welcome to you both for sure. How did you guys meet? Uh, actually, probably through my podcast. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because yeah, I had, I've had Phoenix on it a couple of times, and I, I think I saw Phoenix back in what 2017. It was. Yes, I think it was around that, that time. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, I got Phoenix on the podcast, and then we just stayed friends and uh, got talking, yes. and then they yeah, always kept in contact. That was it. Oh yeah, we did some collabs together also, right during the pandemic. The Beatles won, and the Van Halen won also, you know. Oh, you know. Yeah, the Journey won as well. Yes, yes. Very cool. And Adam, how did you first hear about Phoenix and her guitar playing? I'm pretty sure it was just from Facebook somewhere. Okay, yep. It's a good question now. I really can't remember the, the one point where I, I saw it, but I'm pretty sure it was somewhere on Facebook, yeah, I'd come up and I had her playing something, and I thought, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> I'm going to meet that person. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's great. So you guys kept in touch and did did a few other things. When did you, um, when did you decide to morph this into a musical project? Uh, It was at the end, right, of 2021, right? Uh, We were planning to do something like that. And because, both of our countries were under lockdown. We decided to use it at our favor, right? And and work on an 80s style project. Yeah, yeah. It was great because we worked so fast in it, you know, everything went so fluid. <laughs> yeah, so it was probably like mid mid 2021 when we first got it going. Yeah. Around about June, I think it was. And I we'll finish by October, November. Yes. Right. Good stuff. And um, <laughs> discuss how, how did you go about the process then? So writing and arranging, obviously doing it remotely. I mean, a lot of people are doing that anyway, um, obviously being in lockdown. And I'm not sure where Brazil was at, but the east coast of Australia, where Adam and I live, um, at different times, it was pretty tight. We were pretty stuck in our homes for some extended periods. <laughs> Um, Brazil had its up and downs do- during that time. Um, there were some months that we had a little bit of freedom, but others we had to stay at home completely, you know, okay. we yeah. couldn't go out for anything. Yeah. So I thought that if life gives you lemons, let's do some lemonade, yes, right? Yes. That's it. I'm glad you did too. And how how did you guys go about writing and arranging things uh, remotely when you've got a when you're on two different continents? Yeah. So basically, the way it started, we had the the drum tracks from Arnold Krakowka. So we um, he had all of the the drum tracks on his website. So we got I think it was ten ten tra- oh, sorry eleven eleven drum tracks, and so the whole album was actually written around those drum tracks. Oh, okay. So, so Phoenix, he actually, yes. um, I did some, and we collaborated together, 
and yeah, just pretty much wrote like that. I mean, I two of the songs I had from a long time ago, but I just changed it around to fit those tracks. Okay, so I could fit in and change the range around a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> and then we're just sending sending back and forth files to each other. Like, yeah, I might write, write a riff, and then Phoenix would expand on it, do something else, and then vice versa. Yes, yes. you would like listen to the drum track. And let the creativity flow, you know. <laughs> the ideas will pop out, and then we'll, we will share some some files. It was a very very fun and pleasant experience, you know. That's cool. That's really interesting to start with drums, and I guess if that was yeah. available. Where yes. Is, yes. Where, where is Arnold from? Arnold, he's from France. Okay. From France. Man, this is such an international record already with just the three of you, let alone oh, all yes. the guests that we'll, we'll get to in, in a little while. Um, amazing, amazing. Now, um, I, I listened to it over some streaming platforms, but Adam has just sent me the, the booklet, which obviously you'd get with the, the actual physical CD, which is really, really cool. Um, the artwork, Phoenix, you came up with is rad. It's it's. There's some oh, really, thank you. It's really cool. I didn't know you were you were into that side of things as well, which is great. There's a real sci-fi kind of um, theme going. Is there a concept behind this album, or is that was that just the artwork that seemed to work with the tunes? Um, the concept actually, um, at least um, in my view, uh, was the '80s and things from the '80s and musicians from the '80s. We love. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I love from the 80s is the sci-fi art. I love that okay. that style from that era. Yeah. It had such a beautiful atmosphere. And I try to add a little bit of that, you know, for the art of each track. Okay. <laughs> like nice. something that would be in the poster of the Blade Runner or Predator or something like yeah, that, you yeah. know. That's cool. I love it. And um the other thing that's really useful with the, the booklet is that you there's very detailed notes about which guests are playing when. Uh, as I said, there's a huge guest list far out. It's it's such a star-studded affair. Um, so I'll get to that. But just to stay on arranging for a moment, one thing I really noticed and enjoyed, you had lots of guest vocals. Um, but the vocal arrangements, they weren't sort of typical um, rock pop arrangements. There wasn't a lot of songs with an obvious verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, solo, chorus, 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 fade out. You know, it's um, <laughs> often the vocals were used oh, yeah. as punctuations or little structural passages and then the guitars took over again. That was a really interesting arrangement idea. Can you comment about that? Yeah, so, I mean, we just wanted to go for something a little bit different. I mean, originally we thought you know, like an instrumental album, which I, mean, I love instrumental albums, they're great. But at the same time, I like to have that little hook in there for the vocals as well. Mm -hmm. So I thought we'll just add that little bit of just on the chorus, just some pre-choruses, um, yeah. you know, adding a little bit different flavour to the record, I guess. Yeah. And just so you can, you know, when you listen to the songs, you think, oh, yeah, and you can sing that chorus straight away. And then the verses are pretty much the, the guitars doing the melody, what we, we thought the vocals could do. Yes. Okay. But with the guitar. Nice. Nice. Yeah, it's a really, really interesting way to arrange. Um, I loved it. It really stuck out. There's heaps of guitar harmonies, which I loved, which I guess connects to that 80s idea. Is this, is this you guys oh, yeah. splitting parts between you? How did you arrange those sorts of things? 
A bit of both, actually. There's some parts where uh, Phoenix would do something and I would harmonise over that, or then sometimes she would harmonise herself and yeah. I'd harmonise myself. But majority of times I'd say, yeah, we're both doing um, different parts. Yeah, changing files back and forth. No, it was a teamwork. <laughs> yeah, nice. And I guess it must have been a nice surprise. You get a file back and then your part's been harmonised or added to or... Oh, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> it was part yeah. of the fun, you know. <laughs> I was yeah. a surprise. That's really cool. And there's some, there some parts as well where I knew I couldn't play. So I was like just um, oh. blew about this little thing like, yeah, and then Phoenix would come back and just play it. Oh. One thing that was a very pleasant su- surprise for me, um, there's a song called uh, Road to Triumph, mm-hmm. and Adam, he added a, an, an intro to this song, you know, in the style of Robin Ford and Steve Ray Vaughan. You know, in my years in the made the song so much more complete. Of, I love it. When, when, I hear, um, when I hear the harmonies, I think of bands like Maiden, um, Priest, Striper, you know, Sort of great twin guitar attacks. What what sort of eighties influences did you bring along with you? Ouch! Oh, there are so many. <laughs> Eddie Van Halen. I know he's from the the seventies, but <laughs> I'll give him a pass. Eddie, Vito Brada, Red Beach. You know the shrapnel guys like Vinnie Moore, Tony McAlpine, um, Jason Becker, Mari Friedman. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, the list is too long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but I think you nailed it, Matt. As far as the uh, the harmonies, yeah, that I made and, and Striper, which you know, been a big influences oh, yes. as well. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Yeah. Phoenix, you mentioned the first three three people you mentioned was it Eddie Van Halen, Vito Bratta, uh, Red Beach. They're all really interesting tappers, and you do some really cool tapping stuff that that you've incorporated into your playing. Oh. Um, the <laughs> The opening track, is it All Ain't Enough? Um, is that you yeah. doing that opening figure? Yes, yes. I believe this song was actually one of uh, the first we finished it for the album. Okay. Yep. Yes, yes. Um, I had an, an idea because um, I adore the sound of Jay Zacker. So um, he was as um, so fun while on his on his work and I try to follow that little bit the best way I could. So I wanted to have seen that sound odd and fun at the, at the time. Nice. I really like the way you incorporate tapping into some of your scalar stuff. So the tapping and then the the pick stuff kind of melds really smoothly. Like you kind of shift between gears. It's it's not obviously okay. Here comes the tapping back to normal. It's it's you've incorporated in there. So that's super interesting. Thank you. Thanks a lot. <laughs> when did you guys decide to start bringing in the guests? The guest list, like I said, it's incredible. Actually, I'll, I'll name some names. 
Um, Jennifer Batten, Neely Brosh, like already, it's amazing. Um, Jack Thamarat, who I love, Brett Garsett, James Ryan, Simon Hosford. Um, they're the guys I knew of, and then other names which are, are new to me, but I'll check out. Michael uh, Ruelas, Wayne Calford, Daniel Nestito, Nestico, uh, Robin Ferguson. Um, amazing. And they're just the guitar players. There's, there's a bunch of vocalists <laughs> as well. Um, including your daughter, Adam Ebony, who sounds amazing on uh, the mission. <laughs> she kills yes. it. But man, she's incredible. Those guitar players, what a list. How did, um, when did you decide to start pulling in some, some friends? I think that was pretty much from the start when we very first started. Okay. We thought, um, you know, I mean, we wrote some of the riffs first so we get the rough ideas down and then, yeah, I thought that'd be cool. Actually, I think the first song was All Ain't Enough, where okay. Phoenix wrote it. And then uh, I got to the one part, and we still like both at the same time, in a way. I thought this song would really suit Jennifer Batten. Again, yes. Phoenix said the same thing. It's like, oh, wow, let's reach out to her. And she did it. <laughs> That's great, man. Yeah, talking about legendary tappers, she's, uh, she's up yeah. there as well, definitely. Oh, yeah. Fantastic, <laughs> she uh-huh. is. I used to study with her books, and <laughs> she's oh, amazing. Really? Oh, unreal, unreal. That's so cool. I remember reading her columns in, uh, I think it was Guitar World magazine, and um, yes, yeah, on the on the tapping <laughs> stuff. Unreal, man. And she's she's yeah. awesome, man. She's she's a really cool person as well. So nice to get her yeah. in. Um, Jack Thamarat and Brett Garsard. I've I know them both from my show and I know you've you've talked to yeah. them too, Adam. Um their styles seem to work really well together. That was a that was a cool pairing. Oh and it was yes. funny because when I first read, uh reached out to Brett, uh he you know it was just that really that one solo he did the first part of it. Mm-hmm. But then he goes he he did another one at the end. He said, Oh if you want to use it, use it. If not, don't worry. But it was so good thought I've got to put it in there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that last part ripped. It was fun for me because, um, like I said, some of these players I know, some of them are new to me. So that track was yeah. fun for me to try and guess who was who. And I think I got it once when you sent through the uh, the artwork. I thought, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I picked Brad. Because Jack, Jack also, his Legado stuff is is killer. Um, different, oh, yeah. different to Brett's, but it's he, he kills that stuff as well. So... Yeah, it worked well together, that one. Nice. How did you guys choose who was going to play on what? So you said the first track, you both thought, oh, yeah, Jennifer Batten. How did you farm out yeah. the other parts? <laughs> um, yeah, it was probably more, I mean, I guess with that song, Search You For The Light, um, when I very first wrote that song, it had more of a uh, like a Thai influence. So that's why I thought Jack. Okay. Because... Um, I can't remember what I yeah. called it. It was something in Thai anyway. <laughs> and <laughs> so I was called Sanuk, which means fun in Thai. Okay. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was our working title. So, yeah, so we got Jack and then uh, I thought, oh, it would sound really cool with Brett on that one. Yeah. Uh, some of the other ones, like 
James Ryan on Road to Triumph, more as a blues rock, I guess, mm-hmm. um, suited his style. Um, trying to think who else we had. Uh, Never Gone, well, that was a, a tribute to oh, Eddie Van Halen, so I thought we, we had to have Simon Hospital on that because he's yeah. really Australia's number one Simon, uh, Eddie Van Halen guitar player. Yeah, for sure. He's amazing, yep. Yeah. And then Neil Brush as well. She's another you know, Van Halen fan. That's mm-hmm. So that's on there. It's got yeah, a lot of guitar work. You know, from uh, Phoenix's intro, little riff with the tapping and everything, into the solos and the melodies, um, and with the vocals as well. It's a, a huge tribute to Eddie. Who um who plays the intro to Chopin? That's uh, Daniel Nostico. He's a classical guitarist here in Melbourne. Oh, okay. It's fantastic. <laughs> That's beautiful. Mm. That's so great. Um, it was really weird the way that came about, actually, because we, we heard his track um, the way he did it with Chopin, and it just really fitted the, the drum track that we had. So basically what I did, I had the music for the, the score, and... I just like chose bits and pieces out of it and made it into like a rock version. Okay. Without copying it exactly the same, mm-hmm. made it made it into our own, and then Phoenix did her thing on there as well, and yeah, just come together really good. Oh, yeah. that's cool. That's a clever um, way of writing. Something about the world can be small because I used to study classical guitar back then and I used to use his videos as reference and now he played on the old oh, it's that's, amazing. That's nice. That's a nice full circle. <laughs> that's cool. <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> I'm just trying to work out when you say it's a small world, I'm just trying to do a quick round robin. So um Phoenix, you're in South America. Jennifer Batten nearly brush they're in North America. Adam and there's a bunch of Australians there. Jack's Jack Thamrat's from Asia. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, is Arnold is from France, so Europe. Oh, from France. <laughs> um, yeah. Have we missed any continents? I mean, Antarctica. It's hard to find a. Um, Robin yeah. and she is from South Africa. Oh, she's from Africa. Yes, yes, yes. Of course. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> wow, that's yeah. that's killer. That's and then so Wayne fun. Wayne Caulfield from um, the UK. Okay. All right. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> So that little island off the east coast of Europe, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> that's so cool. That must have been so fun to pull pull everyone in, in together. Yeah. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Fretboard Biology, a comprehensive online guitar course put together by Joe Elliott, ex-head of guitar at the Guitar Institute of Technology and the McNally Smith College of Music. I was one of the beta testers for the course and can say as a music educator, I was really impressed by the logical sequence of learning. The course has also been endorsed by players such as Brett Garson and Greg Cock. For more details, check out the links in our show notes. Hey, let's talk guitars. On, on the artwork, Phoenix, you've got a super cool, I think it's a Kramer it looks like. And Adam, you're, oh, yes. Adam, you're rocking an Ibanez. What's, um, yeah, that's weird. Maybe let's start with Phoenix. What what guitars are you using on the record? Um, for the record, I used my Kramer eighty four and my Kramer eighty five. I also have a parts caster that it's an eternal work in progress. You know, okay. have a Vega trend in it, and I'm changing the pickups now. Um, and also for songs like 
road to triumph, I use it a telecaster. I have just have like twenty seven. <laughs> okay, nice, nice. Hey, what what's the difference between the eighty four Kramer and the eighty five Kramer models? Um, not really much difference. Only that the body of the eighty five it's a tad smaller, oh, okay. and I have different pickups in them. You know, in the eighty four I have a Duncan. JB, and on my 85, I have a Planet Tone Aggressor. It's a brand from Colorado that sponsored me. It's a little bit more open sounding than the than the JB, but it's okay because it has a it has a mahogany scale, so it balances things out. <laughs> okay, interesting. Very nice. Very nice. And some more Van Halen influence there too, which is. Yes, which is always yes. fun. <laughs> Again, a lot of power. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. I think everyone, uh, a lot of people own a parts caster, which is never quite the complete thing. It's always uh, stuck oh, yes. in swapped yes. in. It's in, always in, a yeah. work in progress. You know, there's always something new to add there. So <laughs> keeps it fun. And things, what we're using for amps and effects and things? Um. Actually, my rig in that department is quite simple. I have an Digitech RP500. It's a multi-effects pedal, mm -hmm. and I use it directly going to my doll, um, which was Reaper. And that's how I recorded the whole album, my parts. <laughs> yeah, all direct. Nice. Sounds great. Great, great tones. Absolutely. All right. Uh, how about you, Adam? What's what was the guitar lineup? Well, I had the, the, probably the three main ones. So I had the yeah, the Ibanez, which forgive my ignorance, I don't know what model it is, but uh, um, oh, it's it's, awesome. <laughs> I was trying yeah. to remember. I know that guitar. I've played a couple of them, and they're great, man. They're, um, I guess because we're on a podcast, it's a it's a set neck uh, kind of offset, yeah. so sort of PRS ish, maybe. Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, I remember when I brought it, I wanted to look for something in between, like a, say, a Fender and a Gibson-type feel. Yeah, nice. And that's what come up. And then the other one I used for, because I didn't have the whammy bar on there, so I had to use my old Ibanez, which has got the Vega trim on there uh, oh, for yeah, all the, nice. the dive bombs and everything. <laughs> yeah. And then most of the rhythm track was done on my um, custom-made, which I've had for years. That's the got the... The Brian May pickups, the Australian Cedarwood. Oh, okay. Nice. And, which I don't have here, but yeah, it's a, yeah, I use that for more, mainly the rhythms. And then for the effects, I just mainly use the Amplifex. Oh, yeah, the Line 6, um, yeah. Nice. Sorry, Amplify Line 6. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's funny, like we did all the tracks and then Arnold actually said, oh, can you send all the tracks again? But with clean sound, so he can yes. play around with it on his end as well. Okay. So we actually had to go through and do all the rhythms, not the leads, um, just total clean, which was yes. really interesting. Was it, <laughs> yeah, it was a different experience. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, it was. Yes. <laughs> and did he do any, like, reamping or stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah, he did a lot. Uh, I don't know what he used, but, yeah, some of the sounds he came out with was fantastic. Great. Yes. Hey, can you guys tell me about the Vega Trem? You both mentioned them on your guitars. I'm I'm a Strat guy, so I'm always interested in a Strat Trem that is kind of traditional um, but kind of rocking. Oh yes, they're a company from Spain, 
and the owner he created a tram that it is a fixed bridge, but um, it does the same job as the fly rose. So um, we don't have the trouble to change strings and to intonation. And it's it's pretty much a fixed bridge, but that does the job of the fly, fly rose. Nice. <laughs> I can do all my pull ups and rabbit Arabian pulls. Yeah, yeah. All that fun. <laughs> and Adam, you popped one into your Ibanez? Yeah, so I got a guy here in Melbourne, uh, Michael Gunthier. So he put one into the Ibanez, which yeah, turned out really good. I yeah. mean, this is like a cheap little, you know, two hundred dollar guitar. Wow, they've had it for a long time. It was actually my daughter's guitar. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, so you put that on, and yeah, it's great. But in the meantime, just after the album, I got my new guitar, which I got made from America. Oh. Uh, Neil Daly. <laughs> yeah. Can you- which is my, my tiger. <laughs> oh, that's Please. awesome. I've seen it online. That looks so cool, man. It's got the yellow yeah. and black Van Halen stripes, a couple of humbuckers. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about so the next album. We're using that. Yeah, nice. <laughs> nice. I was going to ask sure. if that new one got on the record, so so you're saving it for next time. When, um, when did you get that? I got that um, in January. Okay. Awesome, man. Yes. Yeah, so- yeah, and I love it. It's just so good to play. Nice. Ah, yes. Well, that that leads into my, that leads into my next question. Then, will there be another record? Like, it seems like you guys really enjoyed this process, and and you've come up with a great record, man. So, yeah, thank you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we got we actually we've got the drum tracks already. Okay. Oh, yes. Yes. It's too much yeah. fun, you know, to stop. <laughs> it's been such mm. a great project. <laughs> That's great. And you're doing the same kind of writing process then, so you starting with drums again. Yeah, yeah, so I do with the drums. But I'm guessing this time um, probably be mainly Phoenix and I, I'd say, yep. not as many guests. Sure. So get to do our own little thing. <laughs> yeah, nice. Probably have yes. a bit of vocals in there as well. But stay in the same type, 80s, 90s, rock oh, yes. type feel. <laughs> yeah. Great, great. Oh, that's cool. I'll definitely um... – Listen out for some new stuff. That's 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 unreal. What's happening? Yeah. And then on a solo level, or just in your own careers, what what are you guys up to? Yeah. So for me, just yeah, keeping the podcast going. Um, we've had some great guests, both you and I. Joe Satriani yeah. was like a a huge one, I'd say. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it was just a totally down to earth guy. It was amazing. Just get the chance to talk to him. Mm. I mean, it was only twenty minutes, but. I had, I had like two pages of questions I wanted to ask him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was good actually. I heard your one and uh, Andrew's one. We all all had different questions, so it was good. I, I always love it when we have the same guests. Um, you know, if, yeah. there's, if there's like a press call out and we end up doing the same people because um, yeah, there's always the different angle, which is fun. Yeah, um, but as far as playing wise, yeah, just doing the teaching and then um, the, the band work. It's uh, starting to pick up again, which is really good. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good to be be out and about. Yeah, and then hopefully, you know, I'd love to get Phoenix over here and we can do a show to do this oh, album. Oh, yes. <laughs> Just count on me. You... We'll make it. <laughs> that would be awesome. I mean, that would be my, my dream to do that, to do a live gig yeah. to this album and possibly the next one, hopefully, uh-huh. the time oh, things yeah. get back to normal. <laughs> That's great. And how about you, Phoenix? What's happening with you outside of, of this project? 
Um, I've been working right now on my solo album, which I got records, you know. It will be my third instrumental album set to release this year. Yeah. And I've been teaching a lot, you know, and working in collabs with some friends. It's been a fun year for music. <laughs> for me. <laughs> that's really cool. That's great. And um and what's happening in Brazil? Like are, are you do you have the opportunity to play live at the moment? Has that improved? Um right now we can't. Okay. Um because um small venues are still closed, but um I'm using that time to work on my album to teach, so we keep going. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound like you're uh, you're letting the time slip by. It sounds like you're super productive and, and motivated to to get oh, stuff done. So, no, so good on you, <laughs> good on you, Adam, as well for um, you know, yeah. pushing through in Australia when it's been tricky here too. Hey guys, thank you both so much. It's been lovely to meet you, Phoenix, and awesome to catch up with you again, Adam. And congratulations both you guys on the record it's amazing thank you very much man. thanks so much for having us here you know Hello. it was great to meet you <laughs> all right there you go adam roach and phoenix van der Weyden. the album is called the mission and there'll be links in the show notes so you can check it out a little bit more Hey, my thanks to Fretboard Biology for sponsoring today's episode. These guys have been supporting the show for the last two years pretty much, which has been fantastic. Please check out Fretboard Biology. Links also in the show notes. Now, before we go, I'm going to play out the episode with a little bit more from the album The Mission. You're going to listen to a track called Tell Me, which features some killer vocals and, of course, guitar playing. But before I go, I want to leave you with the words of wisdom that Michael Schenker shares with us all. You know what he told me? Keep rocking, keep on rocking. I'm not going to argue with Michael Schenker and neither should you. All right, my name is Matt Wakeling. You've been listening to the Guitar Speak podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'll catch you next time.